Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. There's a hidden message coming through the airwaves, but the sheeple are too busy looking on the horizon for signs of Icarus. If they would only look to the blood, they'd find that 51 was the real answer to the universe. Shh, it's a secret. We are on episode 5 out of 5 of our Shh, it's a secret mini-series. And this week, we finally arrive at the social dilemma. We evolved as social animals, but does that hold true when the connection is virtual? How much does our reliance on technology stunt our evolution, and how much does our need for validation and praise affect our ability to come out from behind the screen and socialise in the world? Can we survive this cultural crisis and retain our humanity? Shit. Damn. Uh, Farida, this is my second time seeing this documentary and it has once again depressed the hell out of me and made me think all about our destructive society. Isn't it terrible? How did you find it? Um, Yeah, what I thought it was going to be. I've avoided it. Um, It's sad. Mm. But true. Yes. And I'm I'm happy that it was made. I hope everyone watches it. I, yeah, I think it's important, and I'm, I'm I am glad that I saw it. I am glad, but my my yeah. YouTube rabbit hole is like li- literally Leonard Bernstein telling people off in rehearsals, and I'm like, that's my <laughs> YouTube rabbit hole. Is that really so bad? <laughs> I do. Yeah, there's levels of your rabbit hole, and your rabbit hole is pretty okay. I think. <laughs> I think it's when your rabbit hole starts going down QAnon, it's like, ah, maybe it's time to turn this off. Yeah, like me having a rabbit hole at all just enables other rabbit holes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Algorithms get better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, I I, I agree with you. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I do, I think it was important. I think it's good that it was made. Everyone should watch it. I felt the same even after the second viewing. I watched this like, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I need to pay attention to this stuff. I need to think about what I'm doing with my time, how I'm using it, and whether it's beneficial or not. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beneficial to me, myself, and to society. Yeah. Little bits in there so, when they were like, when you pick up your phone and then 20 minutes goes down the drain. I was like, that, that, yeah, that hit me yesterday. I was like, shit, yeah. I'm in it right now. Put my phone down. Like I hope it lasts. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Uh, so before we get into it, production, production, discussion, chat stuff. What are we? There's two aspects to this. So I do want to ask you about the second one. So the first one is like just the the normal kind of documentary interview style, like. And I did really enjoy that. I liked the interview setup. I liked the way they introduced everyone. I thought it was I thought it was done very well. That gave you a kind of sense of something important is coming with these people when we find out who they are it's going to be important uh-huh yeah did you did you have any kind of feeling like that when you saw them and then when when they started listing off who they were what they did totally. who they worked for that you kind of went oh shit <laughs> yeah there were a lot of them were fucking interesting mm. like I, that, that was so good and then um they sort of chose to dramatize it with actors as well 
How did you find that? Because I, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. And I, and I loved, yeah. yeah, I loved the personification of the back end as well. Yes. The anthropomorphizing the back end um, with it was a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. Vincent Carthizer. <laughs> so you say his name? How do we know him? Madman. <laughs> he's Pete Campbell. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was like, he's really familiar. He's really recognizable to me, but I have no idea who he is. Yeah. He's... But I, no, I do. I, I think the I think the dramatization and even the back end stuff, it was a really clever way to fully express and show you what's happening without it just being people like in the industry just talking about it and trying to show you graphs or stats or anything like that. It was like, no. You can see this in your life because you can look at these people in this dramatization and you recognize it. You're like, yep, yep, that's all very familiar to our world. And then seeing that back end thing of like, oh, yeah, OK, so this is what the algorithm is fucking doing. It's yeah. quite terrifying. Yeah, that's why Bumble sends me little little waves. It goes, <laughs> oh, people like you. Don't you want to see who? I'm like, not really. You're not convincing me, Bumble. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. Any people or moments you want to pick out? Yeah, totes. Why well, I I brought up Vincent Carthizer, mm. um, Shoshana D- Zuboff, <laughs> that lady with the hair and the glasses, oh. and you are you are just the eighties, but like it's not the eighties anymore. Is she? Like, was she the Harvard one? Yeah. Uh, she just looked crazy, and um, I loved. I'll bring I'll bring him up later. But Justin Rosenstein for me, as just one of the talking heads. Like I just thought he was mm. absolutely fantastic. I'll I'll. I'll Which talk, one was he? I'll talk more about him later. Okay. Who, All right, and cool. how about you? Any people? Any? Stuff? I just want to mention Jaron Lanier because we actually talked about him before. Oh, really? But without knowing that, like, without knowing that, like, or specifying that he was the one we were talking about. Because he's the, oh. basically the father of virtual reality. So we actually yes. talked about him when we did our Ready Player One episode in the, um, in our gaming miniseries. And uh, yeah, because just because we had a chat about the history of virtual reality. And just to say that, yeah, definitely talked yeah. about Jaron Lanier there. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is the real person. <laughs> when, when they said, um, um, uh, at the bottom, it said father of virtual reality. I was like, oh, yeah, has he, has he come yeah. up? Yeah. Um, so the the only other thing I just want to say is there's just I just want to highlight one scene because it's one of my favorite scenes in the dramatization and it's the family scene at the dinner table when the mom puts the phones in the kitchen safe yeah. and the kid gets out the spanner and the fucking goggles and I just thought it was such a an affecting scene because it was that thing where you're like going yeah you can see this happening you can see a child a girl of that age so disconnected from us and the and the and the world and what's going on that the phone is everything and that they wouldn't you know i could see a kid doing that and not seeing that there was anything wrong with it whereas like if i'd done that when i was a kid oh my fucking god yeah i would have been like battered and the truth the situation was like you can look at the kid but it's all the adults are doing the same thing as well they also don't know Mm. what to do with themselves to and they've enabled like their own lack of self-control means yeah. they they can't really stand in the way of their daughters. I, I don't actually know anybody that age. Um, I, I have mm. I have a niece 
She's moved away now, but I actually, that age and how bad the addiction must be, I actually don't, I don't know anybody that age. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad that I don't because it looks painful. Like I, it's, it's so different yeah. from us. It's different. It's different. Okay. Yeah. So shall we get into questions? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, question one, uh-huh. uh, where we are going to discuss the science of the way it's used and represented in this documentary. So what what way are you approaching this question? I basically just pulled out a couple of points and maybe some kind of um, lines that were said in in the show, in the show, in the documentary that yeah. I thought were just some talking points that we could have a chat about. Kind of same, same here. Yeah, just a yeah. bit of the language around the algorithms and stuff. Okay, cool. All right, I'll give you my first one then. My first one is, if you're not paying for the product, you are classic, the product. Classic, yeah. And then what I liked was then Jaron Lanier like expanded on that and said, well, actually, it's the gradual, slight, imperceptible change in your own behavior and perception that is the product. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then the... the we don't... Yeah, yeah. But I was just going to say, we don't realize just how much it affects us we don't realize how much it shapes our ideas and our thoughts because it's so fucking gradual we uh we do and we don't because you see like you see the world around us you see what like this insane way that people are so convinced of shit and you and you do see it like it's been gradual but it's so apparent Mm. how it's changed everything around us and just it's a pain it's pain and it's, it's very uncomfortable Yes. But that's the thing. It's like we know that we're the product, but we still buy into it because it's now so it's such a it's such a part of our society and our existence. We're so reliant on it. Like you you almost like you can't have a job without a phone. You can't have without having access to certain things. You don't function in society the way or like society society now functions in such a way that in order to fit in you have to have these things and and you become the product so so we allow it to happen and i just find that quite difficult to accept yeah but Um, it was the it was the apps i reckon the apps changed everything the whole idea of apps. oh absolutely yeah Uh, my thing one of yours yeah and so something that i sort of was like yes algorithms are optimized to some definition of success i thought that was Mm. such a good line because we know that, like in our jobs, like an algorithm, you would define some whatever success is and you optimize yeah. it around that idea. And like, I, I thought that that was a great way to describe how algorithms are written. And in that case, the definition definition of success is how many times like people look at it, engage with it as yeah. much as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They said that about like it having the three goals, the engagement goal, the growth goal and the advertising goal, and that everything like every aim of the algorithm is to uh, increase the monetization based on these goals. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, you're just like going, it's so simple. We're, we're yeah. pulled in by something so simple. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like secret. Uh, yeah, like about what an algorithm does. It's just like you f- you you find some way to define, you know, your loss function and mm. you minimize it, <laughs> like whatever it is. It's just it's just it was a good way to describe computer software. Yeah, yeah. 
the next one I have is that they they said, and I, I did find this really kind of uh, true, we are not evolved to be aware of what 10,000 people think of us. It's fake, brittle, short-term popularity that's vacant and empty and forces you to search for the next thing that you can do that will give you that response again. Yeah. So there's something that I find with the whole, like, we're not evolved. This isn't what we've evolved to. I, I, I always, I always had a, have like an issue with that language. Um, always seemed to me like is it slightly what we talk about with pseudoscience about like using terms and using scientific terms and applying them in a way like how we've evolved I, I I just I'm like is that what is that necessary to start talking about our brains and how we've evolved and what we can handle is that a necessary part of convincing us that this is so fucked up like do we uh, yeah, need do, to I, frame it like that is that important I think so because yeah. because that's I think that that's the reason why part of the the massive issue right now is the level of anxiety in our society yeah okay. the level of need that people have to be popular like excuse me like popularity is okay so we would have always have evolved to have certain traits that where popularity will help you you yes. know, if it's going to help you get mate, if it's going to help you, you know, procreate, because that's yeah. what we as biological to animals appealing. are yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. we want to be appealing. But these these apps and these um, th- this whole world now of like likes, what happened was we started off in a world where you had some celebrity and they were revered for having a specific talent that we enjoyed. And now... It's just people need praise. People need to be liked. Yeah. And these apps are designed to help you to a certain degree get that boost, get that endorphin kick that you get from having a bit of positive feedback. But then it goes away so quickly that you are constantly chasing that rush. And I really see it because... I have started to very much enjoy TikTok and I do really enjoy it for a lot of specific reasons that I like people that I watch uh, who, you know, certain kind of communities in TikTok that I've ended up in. But what I always feel uncomfortable with is the people that talk about their viral videos, right? So you'll get, you'll see these things of people posting things where they're like, oh, thanks so much for making me go viral, you guys. I really appreciate it. And it's like, why did you need to go viral? Oh, like, what excited, was your need? Like, wow, Do, like, are you a business? Are you a business selling a product so it's yeah. gotten you more customers? Going viral. Or are you, you know, are you trying to get a, a specific type of a job? Like, you know, are you an actress and you're trying to get well-known, whatever? No, you're just a normal person, like most of us in the world, out there doing your normal daily life. But getting viral has become a need for you. And... I There's very that. little you're going to be able to do in your life that will maintain that level. You get one viral video where a million people have watched it. Are you selling something or providing a product that will allow you to maintain receiving one million views for, per video? No, you don't. 
You won't get that again. And you're going to chase that rush for a long time and it's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. That might be harsh. No, no. My God, it's fucking true. First of all, the whole like quality of like, I went viral. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I went viral. But even to a lesser degree, like if if I do a post and like it gets a lot of likes, it's like such a rush and then you chase it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sad. I feel very different about people who are doing like, like I'd be super pumped for us. You know, for for something for one of our like episodes or for our Instagram to just go like off the charts, I'd be like, "Oh my god!" I know. But yeah, we're, well, we're, we're working providing very hard. something. Yeah. No, in this but, case, but, we're working so hard all yeah. the time, and like that is like our hard work, and that's the same as any hard work. Yeah. But I mean, just like a joke I'll make on Facebook will get a lot of likes, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm chasing this feeling. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. Because I do want the approval of the community. But when that community is a thousand people that I'm friends with, most of which I don't even know, it's it's no longer meaningful community approval. Exactly. And, it's and that's the thing because you're going to – yeah, and you're going to look at it. And if you have – and it's the same like with, with TikTok, the way you could have like a million views because it will show you how many views you get versus how many likes. And the likes proportion to views is going to be so small because people are just scrolling past it. But you're going to look at that and you're going to be like, oh, but I'm not getting the approval of the whole community. They're not I stopping. need the approval of the whole community. They're not stopping just, on me. There's yeah. so many ways that you can measure your, sh- your, your lack of worth, isn't there? So many more ways yeah. we can literally measure how much people like you or don't like you. <laughs> oh, it's so depressing. <laughs> it is. We have to, we have to yeah. move on because we don't want to just have a depressing episode. I know. Do you have another? <laughs> no. Another point that you want to, yeah? Yeah. Give me your next one. Oh, oh another point from oh, science. Yeah. I do, oh, next question. Okay. Question number two, film highlight. No, oh, wait. So, no, are you done on the science points? I thought you said you had a couple of things to pull out. I did, but I was like, I, I can't. Okay, fine. All right. My next point was the comparison to the pokies. I was like, I just can't. I loved the way that they said positive intermittent reinforcement and then compared it oh. to a slot machine. Oh, I thought yes. that that um, visual comparison was so yeah. good and so clever. And I never thought of that yeah. before. And just honestly, just the way they're able to take algorithm algorithmic ideas and link it, these like visual cues, mm. I thought was pretty productive in this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what I kind of found interesting was they they said something and this some this kind of really hits a bit of a just things i never really thought about they were talking about the hacking thing and they said at one point they're not hacking russia's not hacking they're u- legitimately using the yeah. tools that have been provided by the application a great line it's as not well. a hack not a hack <laughs> yeah people do use the word hacker <laughs> actually often to mean i just used it yeah <laughs> But I just, I always thought it was a hack. I never really thought about it. And I was like, oh no. They set up they fake can, accounts, etc. Yeah, yeah, you can spread propaganda just using what's been given to you to use. It's not that yeah. fucking difficult. If they just go, hey, here's a platform, use it. There is also Russian hacking, but they didn't hack Facebook. Yeah, but it's a different they thing. They just used it. They That's were just the a user. Yeah. <laughs> How interesting was the that- users, the like users, the drug addicts and social media users. I was like, That's uncomfortable. Yes. 
But it is. But it is. It's a drug. It is. It's an addiction. It's 100% an addiction, I think. Um, dopamine rush, man. We out for it. We want it. I did think it was an interesting point as well about how they said that there was no laws around company regulations and then no monetary reason for them to stop what they were doing. I found that I was like, oh, I've never thought about it from that perspective of, of course. Yeah. If there's there's nothing saying you can't do this and there's no money, there's no reason in your finances for you to stop doing it, you're not going to stop. We're all sitting back waiting for them to just kind of go like, oh, we'll take the moral high ground. I know. I I have (laughs) a bit on that for my question number four, actually. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on then if you've got nothing else you'd like to say. One thing was like, I just, I, the only thing I found annoying was like, there was some language on machine learning I found super annoying. Like when she was like, ooh, yeah. the thing about machine learning is the machine learns by itself. Some people don't know what machine learning is, Frida. The machine takes the algorithm and just keeps on learning. And we don't even hey, know. Listen, the v- that is the problem with 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 AI is that at some point the AI will make a decision that we can't explain. Like that's the whole point. And what do we do at that point? Who's responsible? Interesting. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that the very first time I heard the term machine learning, I assumed it was learning how to use a machine in the lab. Like that's what I thought it meant. I thought Aww. it meant going into the lab and learning how to use a machine. It was baby me. <laughs> I like when I find that myself has learned from experience. I refer to myself as machine learning. I'm like, it's like I'm always like machine learning. It's like my brain is like AI. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All Move right. On. Question. <laughs> Abby, what is a highlight? What's a film highlight? Oh, uh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Question number two. Sorry, I just want Frida to cut. really wants this episode. I just to be want over. my highlight to be over. <laughs> Abby, question number two. What is something in this movie that shocked or upset you? I have one, two, three things. What? Do you, how many do okay. you have? I just have the one. Okay. I'll, I'll give you one, and then you give me one, and then I'll, okay. okay. Pizzagate. Pizzagate. Even <laughs> and even when they arrested the guy for Pizzagate, and even the policeman was like, "He's talking about Pizzagate." <laughs> I was like really not because he believed it but because he's like oh these fuckers are out again I know because he knew because like, even he knew that's what he's fucking Pizzagate Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah it's fucking Pizzagate I'm so sick of Pizzagate <laughs> so sick of this thing to be fair I've started listening to a podcast that's all about QAnon <laughs> so I'm just listening to a lot of shit now it's not it's not like promoting it it's people explaining the stories that come out relating to it because I'm like, I kind of want to understand this a bit more, but then it makes me sad too. So <laughs> fucking pizza game. Yeah, that's the, I know, it's totally the vibe. Uh, what about, what's your thing? Uh, my thing was, um, the, there was just, there was just a brief mention to it, but it, when you kind of really unpack it, it's, it's very sad. Uh, the kids that are trying to get plastic surgery to look more like a filter in Snapchat. I just, I found it really upsetting. Like... Mm. I think the thing is that I, I know that we already live in a world where like image is a focal point for young people. I know the girls feel the need to wear huge amounts of makeup, uh, like contour, go like all highlighting, heighten your features for pictures. I get that. Diet culture is fucking horrendous. 
Uh, there's all these challenges online about like proving how small your waist is and how big your thigh gap is. Like I see the stuff that these girls are, you know, all women, but I think younger girls more susceptible to it. But it just hurt my soul to think that these stupid filters that are being created by these companies are preying on enhancing your features, preying on this idea that you feel like you need to look better uh, to comply with these beauty standards that are determined by TV, media and magazines anyway. They're fucking setting the standards. Uh, Would send kids all the way to an actual surgeon to try to look like a filter. A fucking filter. It's not a thing. It's not a person. You're not seeing a person and thinking, oh, oh that's a beautiful person. I want to look like that. It's a fucking filter. Yeah. It, it, it's a, there's a look like a... a um, cl- uh, Jesus. Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. The way that she's augmented her face, I've read like it, it, it isn't a real face. Nobody ever looks like that. It makes no sense. The, the whole that your lips, the top lip and the bottom lip are the same size. Like there's a lot of features which don't make sense, but the cheeks and yeah, like that crazy skin tone with the red cheeks Mm. like that is no one looks like that and so you see like yeah I was at an event with a lot of young people by accident and honestly the augmentation around me there was so much you could just see how much augmentation there was and it is sad (sighs) the thing the thing that bugs me though as well is like when you do look at people in pictures online or even like videos now and stuff it's all enhanced you're not like that person that you revere doesn't look like that in person. So when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning with no makeup on and you're tired and you, you're like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I don't look like that person. That person doesn't look like that picture when they wake up in the morning. I was, There's so much makeup on that I face. Know. There is so much fucking makeup. Even even the way they stand. Even the way they stand, by the way. I'm like yeah. my physio and my pelvic floor physio and my Pilates instructors like teaching me how to like let my stomach bulge. Like you've got organs. It's okay to have internal organs. Yeah. Like stop sucking your stomach in. Yeah. I just also want to say that there's a, there's a, with this filter stuff, it's amazing. There's an author called David Foster Wallace and he's from the 90s, wrote this book called Infinite Jest um, where he talks about the, you know, consumerism end stage capitalism and like where it's all going and he fully predicted filters because he basically brought up video chatting like video chatting that was in like back to the future kind of like prediction that would be chatting by video but what he predicted was once people's faces are on display they'll start to become conscious of the way they appear because people are looking at them all the time and first he started to look at almost like um stickers that you put on the screen that kind of match your face that make you look a little bit better right yeah. so it filters like it's sort of a sticker and it, and then and then it became about making your face look more attentive so that you didn't have to sit there looking attentive but then one people get their masks <laughs> made they're like let me augment the mask a little bit so i look a little bit better than myself so it become this idea of like i'm going to have this mask that i'll wear on a video chat to look like i care about what the other person is saying and they're doing the same thing for me that looks a slightly better version of myself and so he'd be like, there's the video phone and everyone in the family had masks hanging there, different families' masks. So you put on your mask mm-hmm. when you answered it. But then every now and then you put on the wrong mask. You put like, we wear your mom's mask by accident and you're on video chatting. Oh my God. My point is that this guy from the 90s almost perfectly predicted where it would go once our faces were so visible all the time, what mm-hmm. we might do. Um, you know, he doesn't predict the internet. Because it was unpredictable. But pretty much, yeah. you know, psych- psychologically, when people look at your face as much, it's not yeah. like you just have your camera and you print it out and it's an album. No, 
like people see it you care so much posing and like because it's it goes around and then people comment and like it It, or say you look great and when people say people when no one says that i've looked great then i look like shit yeah but yeah but that's the thing it's like everyone feels the pressure everyone feels that pressure when people are looking at you to look good um but yeah it's 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 very sad when that pressure makes you feel like you you have to go and do something yeah. about it because you can't match up to something that's it's not crazy. real. I have a a couple other things that shocked me. Yeah. What one line um, was by the VR guy. He, he was saying if we continue like this for another twenty years, and he says like then society's in, and society's incapable of healing itself and devolves into chaos. I thought that particular line was. Um, true and sad it was like you're right like if we just continue we don't we can't heal and we can't heal heal ourselves we'll just yeah chaos Mm. and um the other thing which shocked and upset me i I knew about it before but it's still shocking is the rohingya muslims in myanmar is that the facebook the role that facebook has played in um the uh the propaganda against the rohingya muslims right that it's enabled um and the, and the yeah. genocide um doesn't make sense like it doesn't make sense how can this be yeah. real how is this how is this possible it's so hard to even really kind of comprehend it because like you're talking about a company and it's just lack of regulation. It's lack, lack of, of regulation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's giving people a platform and allowing them to do whatever they want with that platform. Because yeah. you're a business. Unchecked. Yeah. And this has yeah. been happening since the 80s. I mean, this is this has all been happening yeah. in so many Western countries since the 80s. It's slow unpicking of regulations that hold back companies from making a profit. And mm. we have arrived at the consequence. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. And speaking of that... Oh, we should go into question three based on my answer yeah <laughs> unless do you have anything else in question two no okay so what do you think the impact is on society and the science community i, I just want to say specifically about this movie is that i see people talk about this movie a lot and i think there's there is yeah. a collective acknowledgement of how fucked up this all is algorithms as you said before really are mm controlling our choices and it is a pain that we are all feeling and that's a good thing that's good yeah i like how you've kind of approached from the whole like what the what the aspect of the movie is i've really not looked at that at all i've just been like what the what the content of the movie is um because it's something that i yeah it's i've been feeling this for a long time about how the like catering the responses and exposure to people making it so that like each one of us is in our own little bubble of information so that we never receive the same content as our like neighbors yeah it's the worst bit that yeah like the system is designed to shape you into a more extreme version of your reality and then if everyone is operating based on a different set of facts we no longer have any objectivity and the divide continues to grow. People become more and more extreme and we function less as a society. And this really, really terrifies me because, I mean, it's so incredibly dangerous. It's one of the reasons that I am starting to believe that we are not going to survive because fake news and sowing discord is basically 
from my my personal opinion it's a new form of warfare that has the potential to entirely destroy our society and i just i just think we're we're in a lot of danger yeah, isn't it amazing that the thing that puts us in most danger seems entirely man-made and something that, yeah. like as in, I mean, all man-made, that's not really the right word, but um, yeah, it's the discord, it's this dysfunction, it's the sickness yeah. in society. Can't, yeah, I can't, I can't add, add anything to that. It feels quite pessimistic and I, and I don't, and I don't intend it to be pessimistic, but I think it is just, it, it's as you said, like Jaren said something about that about how you know we'll just we won't combat climate change we're not going to if we if we continue to allow things to go the way that they're going i mean like jesus i can't say that because this is so far away so no (laughs) well i'll just i'll just jump in and say um that that the the current model that we're in has led to this this sort of capitalist profit-based which just kind of jump, jumps into my next que- uh, question, to be honest. But mm. there's no way we're going to get out of this through the current model that people think, oh, we'll just invent the technology. Yeah. There's, and this movie made it so clear. No, no. There is no way we heal ourselves if we remain in this model. Without yeah. that, is, that is something which is without question true. And Greta Thunberg think- says, said that in the last... She, you know, she's sort yeah. of protesting outside the fucking the summit, saying like, "Oh no, we don't do business as usual and get to the end of this bullshit." Yeah, exactly. Um, I think if that if that leads into your answer for question four, because that's pretty much my answer for question four as well, so we may as well go into it. All right, high, <laughs> a highlight film highlight. Yeah, just although I was like, it's not a highlight, <laughs> but there was a scene with Mark Zuckerberg who I have such Disdain. a dislike for. Yeah. Um, disdain that's a better word to use disdain Uh, he was asked what should be done and he basically said oh well we need to advance AI so that it makes better judgments and then the industry experts being filmed were like AI cannot solve the problem of fake news because AI cannot know what truth is you can't use AI to make this better because it's subject to the as we said before the definition of success provided to it Mm. all they do is minimize error that is all it does. It minimizes the error that you defined yourself. Yeah. Fucking hell. I just, just watching him fucking squirm with this shit to try to give an answer of like, oh, well, we just make better technology. It's like, do you really believe this? I just created like, a foundation. He, yeah. Do you think he believes this? Do no. you think that he like, I just. He has the stakeholders. Is he just trying to give. Yeah. He has his stakeholders. Just such trash. They explained it. They were like, you got your stakeholders. You can't t- just turn it off. Yeah. You would owe billions of dollars to stakeholders. Yeah. All right. Highlight. My highlight. Uh, I I was like the magic. I like the little, you know, the magic tricks and the and the photo of the, the, oh, yeah, the guy yeah. doing the magic. I thought it was very sweet. Uh, but my highlight was Justin Rosenstein at the end. So he's the one that was like, oh, do I sound optimistic? Whoops. I didn't mean to sound optimistic. <laughs> But he, first of all, he just looks straight in the camera and he gives this speech about profit base, like what I was just talking about. Yeah. The truth is, if the whale is worth more dead than alive, so it's better than it's better than that actually. The truth is, so long as the whale is worth more dead than alive, people will kill the whale. And then he yeah. says, "We are the whale." 
Uh, I just thought yeah. that that was so well delivered. And then he says, and then he says about you know change happening, and he and he says critics are optimists. It's the us. It's the people that are blowing the whistle and criticizing that are the optimists. Believe that believe things can be changed. And I'm like, again, bam, fantastic line. The idea that that it, the critics are the ones that want and hope for change. And then the and then the greatest thing that he said was that it will take a miracle to get out of this, and that miracle is collective will. Mm. I really thought this guy was just so he delivered his lines. He was so articulate uh, and sincere. I thought that he, to me, he was my highlight. Justin Rosenstein. Yeah, he was great. He was, uh, yeah, great. Not not in like, you know, not a great actor. Obviously, he's a real human being. Uh, he was just great in exactly how he presented stuff, how he explained things. It was just very clear, very concise and very like, you just... <sighs> It was aspirational. How can you, how can you, yeah, it's. The way he looked, the way he's, his posture, he's leaning into the camera. Like I actually found him as, like a, aspirational. I just was like, this guy really yeah. knows how to do it. He really knows how to talk to the camera with, with confidence and to articulate. I suppose, and I, like, wow. I suppose these people as well, like they've had time in this industry working in these roles, working on these things to see the effect that it's having and to see not just the effect that it's having on the outside, the way that we're viewing it, but to see how the companies are dealing with it and recognizing they're not doing anything and they're not going to do anything. And the only way that we can change it on the outside is create a situation where it is beneficial to the companies. Like, you know, so long as the companies, as you said, so long as the companies are making the money, so long as there's a monetary value in it for them, they're not going to stop. What? what you, yeah, we, and like, the only way we can make it so that they're not getting the money for it is by, as he said, collective will. We have to come together and have this need and desire for something different. But we all feed off what they're providing us. We have us, to stop so. using it. Yeah, but we're not gonna, going to. So, yeah. I don't mean that in a pessimistic way. I just mean like, how do we how do we encourage people Movies like this. It's just so Making f- people watch it. Yes, 100%. Also, like, I don't know if you saw uh, Fran Leibovitz with the Martin Scorsese thing as well. She is from New York. She doesn't have a phone and she just talks about, like, mm. just the people. Like, this guy saw, like, he's, 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 he's balancing his, on a bicycle with his elbow. He's got a sandwich in one hand. He's on his phone in the other hand, riding a bicycle. Like, just the way she talks, she has a lot of humor. And I, I like listening to her as well and be like, open your eyes put your phone away like it, I found these yeah. these things are just keep repeating it, keep repeating it to people keep giving people a way out keep giving people a window out you know and then the collective will mm-hmm. might you know could be there no yeah. don't shame don't shame just just um to acknowledge to people like this makes you miserable I think that's the thing like you are not happy this is this is awful yeah this is awful don't have your phone in bed for like just just little things like that it's it's sick it's disgusting it separates mm-hmm. us it's it puts us out of the present it ruins relationships it ruins uh, parenting like you know it's just it's just to yeah. keep saying like you actually are, are not happy it isn't good there is no good from this apart from deaf people maybe because you know like they can talk with the computer like there are things 
mm-hmm. like that's been great for certain groups of people that can now yeah. communicate and have communities and like connect and i get it as awesome and maybe like exclusively retaining those parts that you just use to talk to your friends like just to use the apps to just like communicate and not to use a platform to communicate like social media just to be like texting and stuff i think facebook try not facebook sorry instagram try to do something that i thought could be a very positive thing but what they've done is they've ended up making it optional because people kicked up such a fuss about it where what they what they did was they tried to introduce not having the like counts visible so that nobody when you looked at your feed you wouldn't be able to see how many people were liking posts and i thought that was very i thought that was a very positive move forward because i thought well what that does is it encourages you to like something because you've seen it and you have liked it not because you've seen oh well 20,000 people like this or see something and you like it oh but only two people have liked it so i'm not going to like that because i think that that's what people do um and then also it's validation like thinking that you can get more people people jump on like popularity trains as well and things like that so it kind of eradicates that but yeah there was too much of a fuss kicked up so now you you have the choice to turn off the like counts if you want um but people aren't going to choose that because it's validation so the only way we can do this is by convincing people that they don't need that validation that they don't need the likes they don't need the views they don't need whatever but i don't know how to how to convince people that they don't need that i don't know if i can i don't know if i can convince myself. showing people that they're they're unhappy like it's just holding yeah. the mirror you are unhappy it's not making you happy it's making you sad mm-hmm. and, and you can't like you you can change yeah okay all right let's 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 do our last question whose side are you on our side mommy <laughs> I'm on our side. I'm on the chill. The I'm kids. The kids. The side of the kids. I'm very specifically on Tristan Harris's side. I'm on the side of this of humane this uh, business that they've set up, the Center for Humane Technology. I'm on the side of society, humanity, or survival. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. The Center for Humane Technology, like Mark Zuckerberg. What the fuck's like? Just the most unlikable. He's character. very on. Do you know what? Yeah, you know when you when you see it. Like, sorry, this isn't about commenting on people's appearances, but like, he always looks <laughs> well, like a deer caught here. in headlights, and I'm just like, I don't get it. It's he always just looks. He always has this expression of complete shock, and his eyes are very wide <laughs> and very and he stares, all and you're time, just kind of like, still just like, what is I, happening? I, I just own your yeah, own it, you capitalist mm. pig. Just joking. Yeah, um, do you think do you think it's an act do you think that he's putting it on as a way to try yeah. to always just oh, come seem a on bit you think like... he's sitting there at work being like i, I don't know how any of this happened i swear <laughs> really <laughs> remember the beginning of the social network remember the start of all this jesse eisenberg oh, like God. totally assassin character assassination okay i never watched that movie no, oh, i have yeah. no interest it's great <laughs> that's good all right final comments marco rubio shut the fuck up <laughs> It's really hard when they're making a good point though <laughs> shut up that was written for it's him really, by yeah, robots. it was really upsetting <laughs> like why are they bringing him up as like any degree of like he's so manufactured he's like the most manufactured politician but I, ever but i think this is the point i think it's the like whole the spice point girls uh, of politics 
Yeah, but American politics is like, what? How can you trust anything in American politics? Because all we're shown is that is catered towards yeah. the side that we're supposed to be on, and everything we see about the other side will be negative. We'll so there's no True. there's no par- Tra- impartiality. Trust in the anything. old Jew. Trust the old Jew. <laughs> how about you? I've just have the one okay. that I want to end on. So if you've got any more, fire them at me. That was it. <laughs> okay. Okay, my final comment is that one thought I had while I was watching it was that I'm very thankful for this podcast. (laughs) And I like the fact that we engage with each other in genuine conversation. Like sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. (laughs) Sometimes we have very opposing views. Uh, But that we we watch things that we probably wouldn't watch if it wasn't for the other person. And then we come together and we actually have real person conversations. And sometimes we're laughing about shit that's stupid and silly. But sometimes we also have these like intellectual in-depth conversations and discussions about our world and society and how we live as a result of it. And I just think, I'm just thankful that we we talk. I agree. And we are much better than Carrie Bradshaw's podcast in her new, in, in and just like that. The podcast oh, and the God. new Sex and City revival, I'm like, we are so much better than that weirdly scripted shit. They can't even script a good podcast conversation. I was like, we are better. <laughs> <laughs> we are better. And they have a whole studio. We have a studio? No. I'm in my closet. No, don't. I know. I like We're nearly two years in. Frida's still in the closet. <laughs> Could somebody please leave us a review? Please. I know. All right. That's the end of oh, it. Stupid. It's so hard. We we started an independent podcast at the worst fucking time in the world to start an independent podcast right at the start of a stupid pandemic. What the fuck? <laughs> we were gonna start the a whole before world that. went. Yeah, the whole and then the whole world shut down and all these companies went, Hey, let's all just set up all these podcasts and now we're fighting against We're fighting against industry. <laughs> <laughs> fighting for our voices to be heard. <laughs> Okay, that comes to the end of our episode on The Social Dilemma. Next up in the miniseries is Bob Lazar's UFO. But next week, we're back for a full episode on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. A lovely, nice, romantic, happy, happy movie. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye. cold flat earth on my bizzle 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 hey neil tyson need to loosen your vest they'd probably write that man a hell of a check i'm over here on this side of town come on over 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 here trying to clown i never piped down if they weren't coming for me then they're definitely coming for me now they nervous but before you try to curve it do your research on david irving